This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you because you have loved us with an everlasting love. Sweet Holy Spirit, have your way this evening. Sweet Holy Spirit, have your way on Saturday. In the mighty name of Jesus, let us record remarkable testimonies in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us receive liftings in the mighty name of Jesus. Can you just lift up your hands to the Father? Lift up your hands to the Father and say, Lord, I receive. Lord, I receive. I want you to say from the bottom of your heart, I receive. See the things that you have asked the Lord for and say, Father, I receive. I receive, Lord. I receive. Can you worship the Lord? Let's just take a few minutes and worship our God. Let's give Him our heart this evening. Worship the Lord. You can worship in tongues. You can worship in songs. You can worship in anything. But just let him receive your worship this evening. Let him receive your worship this evening. Let him receive your worship this evening. Let that connection between you, your heart, and heaven be alive. Be alive. In the name of Jesus. Let it be alive this evening. Here I am waiting. Here I am waiting. Here I am waiting. Here I am waiting. Abide in me, I pray. Here I am longing for you. Hide me in your love, bring me to my knees. May I know Jesus 
more and more. Let's sing it again. Here I am waiting. Here I am waiting. Abide in me. Abide in me. I pray. Here I am longing for you, O oh God. Here I am longing for you, for you.
this is the reason why you can look forward to mercy encounters because he loves you this is the reason why you know that saturday morning will not be an ordinary morning because he loves you are you sure about that are you sure about that oh can you celebrate god one more time hallelujah i want you to greet somebody by your left and your right say good evening i want to tell you a secret god loves me <laughs> tell another person the same thing as we take our seats hallelujah hallelujah first of all i want to appreciate the best pastors in the world How many of you really love Pastor Shola? And how many of you really love Pastor Abigail? <laughs> are they pastors indeed? Oh, they are pastors. I want to appreciate Pastor Shola and Pastor Abigail for this opportunity to share God's word with you. And just to say that we love you. Thank you so much for being the wonderful pastors and fathers and mothers that you are to us. Hallelujah. Amen. Is somebody ready for mercy encounters? You see, I want to tell you something. The way you perceive God will determine what you can receive from him. Our pastor has said it so many times. Very, very important. For some people, they perceive God as a master. Some people feel that God tolerates them. Some people feel that if I do good, he can just give me a little blessing. But the Bible says that for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son. He loved you before you loved him. He loved you before you even bothered to look for him. He loved you in your, your best of natures and your worst of natures. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. The Bible says that this, in this we know that God loved us. That while we were yet unlivable, Christ died for us. And Paul took it a step further. In Romans chapter 8. Let's look at that. The last verse of Romans chapter 8. He said, for I am persuaded. Is somebody persuaded this evening? Are you persuaded that God loves you? Or you feel that it is when you perform that, he that you can be worthy of his love? It's interesting that Christianity, salvation, is the only, only religion that gives an access to God's life, that gives an access to God's family, that gives an access to God without you having to perform or to do anything. Romans chapter 8 verse 38 For I am persuaded that neither death or life, angels or principalities or powers. You see what Paul was trying to say was that look, it doesn't matter what happens in this realm of existence whether i am talking with angels or whether i am being persecuted whether i am enjoying life or whether it seems some things are not going fine he said i am persuaded neither height nor depth whether i am at my highest point in life or whether i am at my deepest valley he said on any other created thing nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of god which is in christ jesus and i want you and I to remember that because what the devil tries to do sometimes is to speak words into your mind tell you are you really worthy of of 
of this blessing? Are you really worthy of this grace? You see, some people are going into Saturday and they are thinking, oh, is Saturday going to be like all the other messy encounters? That people have been receiving their testimonies and I, I somehow did not see my own. That's the voice of the enemy. Paul is saying that don't let anything separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have that mindset that you are the beloved of the Most High. That as mighty as he is, the Bible says he lives in unapproachable light, yet he has called you to be his own. Is that not something worth celebrating? No, sincerely. Is it not worth celebrating? That he called you to be his own. You are not just his servant. You are not just, you are not just an errand boy. No, he calls you son. He calls you daughter. So no matter what you have gone through life, no matter all the ups, downs, and this is not just even about when you are going through challenges. Even when you are enjoying the best days of your life, God loves you. God loves you. He doesn't tolerate you. He doesn't manage you. He loves you. Hallelujah. I thought somebody was going to celebrate God for that. As simple as it sounds, it is the key to receiving anything in the kingdom and everything in the kingdom. Hallelujah. And I want you to also remember when you were a sinner, he loves you. When you became born again, he loves you. And when, as much as you are a worker, he still loves you. Let us never fall into the trap of the prodigal son. You remember the story of the prodigal son? The Bible says that a man had two sons. One lived his life anyhow. Yet another one was faithful. Now, most of the times when we remember that parable, we remember the part of the guy that went about and then came back. But Jesus included the part of the elder brother for a reason. What did the elder brother say? He said, I've been serving you day and night. I've been faithful to you. Never for once did you offer me a goat that I should go and celebrate with my friends. And sometimes, if, if you're walking in, in, with the Lord, you might be thinking, Father, I've been consistent in my unit. Father, I've been coming to church. Father, every meeting I've been coming, you have not answered me. Oh, Lord, that it means that you don't love me. What did the Bible say? It said, all that I have is yours. All that I have is yours. So I'm speaking to matured Christians here. And they're trying to gauge God's love by what you think you have received and what you have not received. The elder brother thought that he didn't, he, he didn't get much from his father. But the father told him, my son, all that I have is yours. So never ever gauge the love of God by your extern, external factors. Amen. Amen. So is somebody ready for mercy encounters now? <laughs> hey, hey. You are going to receive because God loves you. You are going to receive because he gave Christ for you. He can give anything for you. Hallelujah. Let's get into the word this evening. We're speaking about having the mind of Christ. Having the mind of Christ. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 5. 
Philippians, okay, it's on the screen. Let's read it. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Go on. Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God has highly exalted him, and given him a name above every other name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, of things in the heavens, and things in the earth, and things under the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're talking about having the mind of Christ. So, so Paul is talking to the Philippians, and he's giving them an admonition, and he's saying, guys, my brothers, my sisters, I know you are born again. I know that you've given your life to Christ. But I want to ask you to do something. Have the mind of Christ. Why is he asking them to have the mind of Christ? In the Bible, the, the word says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. I used to ask myself a question, How can you think in your heart? It used to, it's supposed to be thinking in your, in your mind. But actually, the mind comprises the heart, your will, and your emotions. So in other words, he's saying, whatever you put in your heart, and you are thinking there, and you give your will to it, right? That is how it will be. That is the experience of life you will have on the face of the earth. So, when Paul is saying, have the mind of Christ, he, what exactly he's saying is that, my brethren, if you want to enjoy this Christianity, if you want to see the reality of the grace of God, of the power of God, of the mercies of God, you need to have the mind of Christ. Now, I want to tell you something. Interestingly, in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, the last verse, Paul, this same Paul is talking to the Corinthians. And he starts with telling them that eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart the things that God has for those who love him. Right? He now says, he now says this. He now says, who can know? It's only the spirit of God that can know the mind of God. But then in the last verse, he now says something. He says, but you have the mind of Christ. But we have the mind of Christ. So I ask a question to the Corinthians. He's saying, you have the mind of Christ. The Philippians, he's saying, have the mind of Christ. What's happening? What's happening? Is it that the Philippians were not born again? Is it that the Philippians did not have the mind of Christ? But he's telling them, have the mind of Christ. Essentially, what he's telling them is, let this mind have you. Your mind of Christ is already in you. By the Spirit of God. That's what he said in Corinthians. The Bible says that it is by the Spirit that we can know the things that are freely given to us. And that's partly going to be somebody's experience on Saturday. So the Spirit of God is going to start ministering to you on Saturday. Telling you things in the weeks to come. The years to come. Let me tell you something. The information of the Spirit is much higher than getting a contract. Do you understand what I'm saying? The information of the Spirit telling you your future is much higher than you saying, Oh, I got a boyfriend or I got a girlfriend or somebody is going to marry me. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
so that is partly that is going to be part of your experiences on saturday in the mighty name of jesus i thought i was going to hear a louder amen i think pastor has said it. there's something called catching the moment in the spirit when a word goes forth you don't have like okay so you can remember you can remember that story about the king i think pastor shola talked about it two weeks ago or three weeks ago about the, the prophet that told him to hit the ground and the guy just hit it like three times right and he said why did you do that if you had hit it six or seven times you would have completely overrun your enemies so it's the same thing any any word that comes forth in the house of god as a blessing as a lifting don't take it lightly amen hallelujah so we're talking about having the mind of christ what exactly is the mind of christ i can put it in two parts the mind of christ number one like i said before is being given information about your life god's plan purposes and pursuits and destiny for you we have a general destiny as christians but you know there are specifics that are for you there are some things that you can do and other people cannot do them hallelujah and when you see a man that is aligned with the plans and purposes of god for his life then you see a man flying so that's part of having the mind of christ but the second part which is what paul was telling philippians was saying have the same perceptions of things have the same interpretation of things of yourself of your life and all that is happening around you as god so what does that mean it means that if the word says i am the righteousness of god in christ jesus i don't go around calling myself a sinner and saying that all of us are sinners i still had that discussion with somebody on sunday how many sinners are in the house ah, nobody is talking now <laughs> how many sinners are in the house well, how many people are the righteousness of god in christ jesus how many people are the temples of the holy spirit here how many people know that angels surround you and they are ministering for you hallelujah so essentially what we're saying having the mind of christ is aligning with god's plan and how do i put the interpretation for you for your life amen so how is the mind of christ displayed in our daily existence first of all i'm going to be taking jesus because he didn't say have the mind of any other person he said have the mind of christ have the mind of jesus right so we're going to be looking at jesus life i'm going to be very fast it's something that you've heard it before but as i speak i believe that god is going to be touching people's issues touching people's specific challenges in the mighty name of jesus the first way you can have the mind of christ or manifest having the mind of christ is to have the mind of gratitude and appreciation do you know how many times jesus said thank you father thank you father because you hear me always thank you father because you did not reveal these things to other people but you revealed it to babes jesus was a man of gratitude a man of gratitude appreciation how many things are you grateful for 
Or do you want to wait for that big break before you say thank you to God? How many things? There are things that we take for granted. Take for granted. That they happen to us every single day. And we never for once remember to say, God, I thank you. Jesus had the mind of gratitude. Kept saying, Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Somebody said that if you are walking very close to Bishop Oyedepo, you cannot stay five minutes near him and not hear, Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you have heard that before? Bishop, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's a secret in being grateful. And it's interesting because when you are talking about knowledge, management knowledge, management information, a lot of these things, they took it, they take it from the Bible. They take their solutions from the Bible. I was doing a course called Developing Leadership Skills. And we're talking about stress. How many people have been stressed in the last one week? Raise your hand, don't lie. <laughs> You've been stressed in the last one week. That stress is living now. In the mighty name of Jesus. We're talking about stress, right? And we're talking about skills to manage stress. And interestingly, interestingly, we're talking about, I'm talking about lessons from one of the highest business schools. They said gratitude. Gratitude. As simple as it sounds, gratitude. Just being grateful for who you are. For the level that you are in. For what you have. You might think you don't have much. But you have a lot of things that other people don't have. When last did you tell your husband, I thank God for you? When last did you tell your wife, I thank God for you? Or when last did you tell your, 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 your parents, Daddy, I thank God that, um, and Mommy, I thank God that you raised me to be the woman that I am now. When last did you tell your HOD, thank you? I'm not saying say thank you with money because that's what Nigerians think now. Say if you say because say thank you, I must give you something. No, just I'm, I appreciate you. How many of you are truly appreciative to God that you have Pastor Shola as your pastor? Do you know what is happening around? Do you have an idea of of the crazy and weird when I say teachers and teachers that are going around? Then God brought you into a wonderful place like the household of David. And you are not appreciative of that. So if business schools that are talking billions and trillions of dollars, they are saying, you want to let go of stress? Thank God for where you are. Thank God for where he has brought you to. It doesn't matter. Forget about the things that don't seem to be working. Thank God for them. Hallelujah. Thank God for them. You can make up your mind today that every single thing that surrounds your life, you will be grateful for it. You will be thankful for it. And then you don't just say thank you to God. You say thank you to the people around you. We're driving to church this evening and I was telling my, my daughter, I am grateful for you. I appreciate you. And she just looked at me. Ah, from where to where? <laughs> but really, I am thankful for them. I'm thankful for my children that are not sick. I'm thankful for my parents. I'm thankful for the wonderful wife that I have. Really. Let's not even go there. I don't want to go there. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Somebody is shaking and say, go there, go there. <laughs> I will not go there. So, the first mind of Christ you should have, the first display of the mind of Christ is a mind of gratitude. The next one is the mind of your identity. Who are you? Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and asked yourself, who are you? And somebody will respond, my my name is James Brown. (laughs) No, you didn't hear that. (laughs) You know, who are you? Because if you don't know who you are, the world will tell you who you are and you will fall in line. You will. You will. Who are you? Understand you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Understand that you are not... Now, I'm talking about people that have given their lives to Christ because a lot of people believe they are born again and probably they are not. Because if you are, you cannot be born again and then your life is still resembling the same life before. That's not what what Christ died for. There must be a transformation. There must. When you receive that transformation, you understand that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Do you understand? You are not afraid of of witches and wizards flying all around. I want to tell you a story. 1 Samuel chapter 5. The Bible says this, that the Philistines, I think the Philistines, they took the ark of God. Maybe because the, 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 the Israelites, you know, they... They, they, they sinned. They didn't do well, right? Actually, it was Eli that sinned. Eli and his sons. But they didn't do well. And then they took the ark of God, right? And the Bible says that they placed it behind, beside their God. How many of you know that story? They placed it beside their God. The Bible says the next morning, their God had fallen down. Ha! You didn't hear me. The Bible said the next morning, their God had fallen down. They said, ah, ah. How can we? How can that happen? Lie, lie. No, we are going to put it again. They put the the ark the, 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 the ark again, and they raise their god, and they put him up. The Bible says the next morning his hands were cut, and his head was cut. Do you know you are the temple of the Holy Ghost? You don't. Do you know who you are? Do you know what it means for the Creator to be residing in you as a temple? How can you be afraid of witches and wizards? How can you say my village people are doing me? How? How? Some people are laughing. (laughs) Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Angels are ministering to you. You are not far away from the Father. You have come to Mount Zion. Oh, God has no no judgment for you. He only has favor. He only has grace. He only has beauty for your life. This is who you are. This is who you are. You are not even subject to sin. Because the Bible says, reckon yourselves dead to sin but alive unto righteousness. You are not a sinner. You are a saint. This is who you are. Glory to God. Glory to God. If you know who you are, you will know what should be operating in your life part time and what should not. And then you will allow and disallow. I'll tell you another story. How many of you remember the story of Jesus 
and the fig tree. Jesus and his disciples were going to Jerusalem. And the Bible says that Jesus wanted to eat. He, wanted, he, he looked at a fig tree from afar and then he wanted to take some, some of the fruit. And the Bible says this. He said, there was no fruit because it was not the season. And the Bible says what? He said, Jesus replied. He said, let no man eat out of you. Question, was the fig tree wrong? Chorus answer, yes or no? Well, the Bible said it clearly. He said, it was not the time of the fig tree. Why did Jesus now curse the fig tree? He cursed the fig tree because the fig tree was trying to give him an identity that it was not his. The fig tree was trying to tell him that, look, oh, in this fallen world, I have the time I will produce for you and the time I will not produce for you. This is the time I will not produce for you. And Jesus was saying, do you know who I am? I'm the son of God. Do you know who I am? I am the Messiah. So because you refuse to answer me, I curse you. The Bible says the fig tree with that. What is the application to you and I? The application is live from your from the identity that you are that you have in the spirit. Don't be subject to the things of this world. The Bible says something. Romans chapter twelve verse verse two. It said, "Be not conformed to this world." Do you know the meaning of conform? The meaning of conform means to press into a particular shape, to force into a particular mode. He said, "Be transformed by the renewing of your mind." know your identity and repeat it to yourself every time the world tries to give you a shape or tries to conform you it doesn't matter what it is economy seasons whatever speak it keep speaking it keep saying it it will change it will align eventually in the mighty name of jesus my time is up but i will just say this last one is somebody getting something this evening? The last, there are about five things that expressions of the mind of Christ. The last thing I want to say is have the mind of humility. And that's what is written in Philippians chapter 2. He said, though he was God, he did not think it robbery. You know the meaning of robbery? It means like, ha, how can you make yourself God? He said, did not think it robbery to be God, but formed himself the image of a servant. Two ways. Biblical humility. It means whatever the word says. I follow. It doesn't matter my culture. It doesn't matter my experience. It doesn't matter my tradition. I follow. You are being humble. That's what is biblical humility. The word is the final authority in my life. Even if I have spoken to, even if I have spoken to sick to sick people over and over and go over again, and I say, "Be healed, be healed," and they did not get healed, you understand? Even if that is, if the word says, "If you lay this sign shall follow them that believe," if they lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. I say, yes, this is my this is my life, this is my identity. Whoever I lay my hands on, shall be healed. It's a mindset. That's what we're talking about. A mindset. Simple things. Simple things I try to do. Like when I want to pay at a POS. And then the POS is telling everybody, 
network down, network down, network down. I still did it last week. Was going, was going to pay for Nepal card. Network down, network down. I walked to the, the card. Somebody just went there. Said, he tried to pay. The thing said, network down. The guy drove away. I still walked to the card. Said, me, I am different. Because the word says I am different. The word says I can speak to things and they will respond. I tried it. It worked. That's not a miracle. It's not a miracle. It's your normal life. It is your normal life. But until you have the mindset. Do you understand? Set. I cannot waver on this. Until you have the mindset. It will not work for you. Shall we rise? I want you to make prayer a prayer of commitment. And say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you because I have the mind of Christ. Well, now, I give myself to that mind. Have me. Can you pray that prayer just in 30 seconds? Just in 30 seconds. Simple prayer, but it can transform the realities of your life. Have me. I have the mind of Christ. I have a mind of appreciation and gratitude. I have the mind of the identity you've given to me. I have a mind of humility. But now I am saying, Lord, have me. Have me. Have me. Have me. Have me. You can say, Father, I want my experiences to align with the word of God. I want my experiences in this world to align with the life that Jesus said I would have. So I'm saying, Lord, have me. I choose to put you first. I choose to say that you are the one that matters in all things. You are the Lord of my life and I give you my all. Have me in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Can somebody celebrate God this evening? Glory to God. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ. Just the after me say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of your family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.